Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. Hi. We're back, bitches. Hi. <laughs> oh, I have died and risen <laughs> from from the dead. From the dead. Oh, uh, yeah. This is now like a full-on paranormal podcast. Becky yeah. is a ghost. <laughs> I'm a ghost. Drew's also a ghost. <laughs> we had the vid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why we're so late on everything. <laughs> yeah. And well, and I was sick last week, so. We're going to assume Haley had the vid. I mean, we don't, we don't know. We don't know. Those, but yeah, those darn rapid tests, you can never be sure. <laughs> but we're back. And we're you know what? I don't want to say we're healthier than ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to be like, back and better than ever. No, probably not. Back probably like a bit damaged, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit scarred. <laughs> I feel like I'm still tired. Like yeah. not necessarily from having it, but just from being tired. Yeah. It sounds like you guys really had like a rough go of it. Yeah. I don't know if Drew had like just like man cold or if it really did hit him that hard, but he was like <laughs> on his ass. Like... <laughs> Yeah. And then it like tore through like the rest of the family after. Ugh. So. That's brutal. It was brutal. It was very brutal. Yeah. It sucked. And like, you know me, like colds usually don't like get me. No, no, I know. I usually power through them. But like there was the one day where I literally like, I woke up and I was like, I'm going to be productive. And I had a coffee. And then like, literally I was just like, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and then I went to bed and that woke up at six, ate dinner, went back to bed. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That yeah. sounds brutal. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's hard to know if I had it. I don't think I had it because like it doesn't sound anything like as bad as what you guys had. But I know that that doesn't necessarily determine anything. No, you it could, could just you could like just have a really strong immune system. Who nothing. Knows? And some people have like a headache and then apparently they test positive for COVID. But yeah, my rapid test was negative. But you're good. You're fine. But I, I at least got sick. Either way, you had a cold. That's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the season for that. Mm hmm. You know, it's January. It Everything is. sucks in January. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, blech. It is blech. It's gloomy. Especially was, up here in like Ontario. It's like. It's frigid right now. You know, like right now it's okay because it looks like a little snowy and it's all like. It looks pretty. It looks pretty because it's white, but it doesn't last long. It always gets gray and like slushy and yeah. then icy. And I hate, you know what I, you know what I can't stand? Salt. Ugh. I can't. It yeah, gets all over your pants. It gets all over everything. Your car's disgusting. Like, yeah, just, you know what's worse? No salt. No, I, I have an <laughs> argument. Why don't we do what they actually do in the fucking north and use sand? Well, yeah, I have heard of that. It, I just mean like when I was going to school in Scotland, like it like almost never snows there. And I was like, like it snowed for like three days when I was there last the January. The whole world shut and down. everything shut down. Like I couldn't go to placement. Like all the buses stopped and well, everything. Well, that's good. I think and that's... Um, they don't like, they're just not prepared for it. So like I went out for a walk and it's like, <laughs> I literally just looked at this like glossy, like sidewalk Strap all your covered in on. ice. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> I'm going to have to slide there. <laughs> <laughs> have nothing prepared for it. Everyone's just like, no, can't leave the house. It's just that's easier true. that way. It's true. Yeah. I feel like that just that should be how it is. If it's cold, you just stay home and be comfy. Right? But then as Canadians, it'd be like six months of the year. <laughs> we just can't go outside. Is there a problem with that? <laughs> oh, there's something on my lip. Yuck. Um, okay. Yeah. So we apologize for the super long break. <laughs> mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. will try to never have that happen again. But, you know, sometimes things are out of our control. 
Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, sometimes we just need a goddamn break. Yeah. Well, it did help us, like, get ahead on, like, research. Yeah, it's true. For it's the true. most part. Because, like, it is it is hard sometimes when we're like, okay, we got to, like, record 75 cases tomorrow. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like, got, we got a lot of research to do. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's hard to just whip them together. When, when we try our best to you know research and like do it as accurately as we can but i hope people understand that this is not our full-time job and we don't get paid i don't for think this. that's the understanding <laughs> oh okay just <laughs> just to the person on twitter who you know didn't oh my god didn't really think that i did a very good job with amanda knox because i didn't read over ten thousand pages of trial documents oh which are in italian by the way yeah, you she don't sent me to... the link <laughs> you can happily suck my dick yes yes you can yeah. lick the inside of my <laughs> shitty asshole i'm gonna brew a fresh one for you <laughs> honestly you can but just you know, you know where you can go yeah. i'm sorry it's just i don't ever i will never have a problem with anyone coming to us oh, and yeah. being like oh i have a different opinion about this or Always i think it went this way or whatever all that stuff but like i do not have the time also, to read ten thousand no. pages of trial documents and in also, any case i'm sorry if i start getting paid a million dollars for this cool i will just like so i'll read everything <laughs> i'll do all of it but i feel like we we feel like we do our best yes. with the research available to us available to us <laughs> It, and to like, if your intention is to change our mind, I'm sorry, you don't have that power. <laughs> Everyone's entitled to an opinion. Exactly. I don't. So I don't claim to be an expert in anything, and I don't claim that because my no. opinion is this that that is the truth. No, and you know what? I think you did a fantastic job. I think you presented it pretty unbiasedly. Oh, thanks. Unbiasedly, I don't think that's a word. It is now. <laughs> it's going in Webster's it. dictionary. <laughs> Okay, hilarious. Speaking of words that, you know, I can't pronounce and stuff. So this morning when I posted the thing about a seance, I had to ask Drew how to help me spell it. It's a hard word to spell. It is. But so I spelled it out. And then we were both looking at it. We were like, that looks wrong. And I was like, Shauncey? <laughs> and then he was like, yes, Shauncey. Mm -hmm. Not seance, Shauncey. <laughs> So oh, that's my man. word of the day is shancy. Shancy. Because like, you know how we some, have some a people, Actually, you know how never, some people spell Sean, like S-E-A-N? Yeah. So that's how it is, but just with like a C-E at the end. Yeah, shancy. Shancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have two new patrons to welcome. <gasps> yes. They are both from the knitting community. Oh, so the fuck best. yeah. The best. The best, right? I mean, like all of our patrons are the best, but like when they come from the knitting community. I just mean like the knitting community is lovely and I'm not even a part of it, but like, <laughs> yeah, but, but through you. Through me, just by proxy. Like it's absolutely you wonderful. The knitting community, we've got some fucking rock solid people. Yeah. 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 Some, some people who are like all about supporting and lifting each other up. Each it's other, awesome. yeah. So number one, we are welcoming Katie Kovach. Hello. Hi, Welcome. Katie. Thank you. Thank you. Katie has tested for me before for some of my patterns nice. and she's fucking awesome. She's a rad ass badass. I like her already. I love her. So I'm going to one up you. You <laughs> might like her. You'll grow to love her. Well, I just met her. So, you know, just buy her. me dinner first, Katie. Yeah, geez. Warm, warm her up a little bit. <laughs> she's like, okay, I just became a patron. Like I technically did just buy you dinner. So, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> you have like coffee in your mouth. <laughs> you bought me like a McDouble. Yeah. <laughs> buy me a McDouble. That's better than dinner. 
that is oh now i'm hungry god damn it here we go again <laughs> our next patron welcome gloria hi gloria um she had said to me that even if i tried to say her last name that i'd probably butcher it she's not wrong are we gonna are you gonna try no oh okay no she doesn't want me to try (laughs) she's not wrong so she's just officially gloria don't even bother like a pop star gloria like share yeah like share exactly yes those are the best and honestly like gloria i feel like is like a perfect name to just be like i'm gloria yeah like you don't even know my last name it's like oh that song's by gloria yeah and you're like oh fuck yeah it is yeah so gloria we voted you have to be a pop star now (laughs) (laughs) your name is glorious 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 gloria (laughs) um also another like extra round of shout out to gloria she's one of the people that like always sends us memes like true crime memes oh yes hilarious keep it up keep them coming i love it yes she she makes my day like at least twice a day just from like sending me like us hilarious shit yeah when i open it i'm like oh fuck it we like to see it we want to see all of it i love it i love it and we just love to hear from you guys yeah yeah, speaking of which we've Mm -hmm. been getting like emails and stuff of people like discussing episodes yeah we love that. Yeah, it's been awesome. Honestly, like nothing makes me happier. Like, please email us. Don't ever think that you're bothering yeah. us or anything, or well, it's like I, not relevant or whatever. No, it's, it's so random. Relevant. Like it's even if we take we, a few days to reply. My apologies, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like don't be discouraged. Like literally, we will get to it. But like we love reading it. Yeah, like like one of our patrons, Erin, she sent us like a long thing about like what was it, the John Bonet, the case? John Bonet episode, yeah. And me and Haley, just so you know, Aaron, messaged each other right away. And we're like, oh my God, this is the best email ever. This is the fucking best. <laughs> so keep it coming. We yeah. love that. Yes. Literally, it makes us like giggle like little idiots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right. Let's, wow, it's been a really long intro. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get back into the swing of things. Okay. This episode's a little different structure wise than other episodes. It's more loosey goosey, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, <laughs> Don't mm. look at me that way while you say that. <laughs> the eyebrows, too. <laughs> so, this week we're covering like a, a topic, a cool topic, at least in my opinion. Um, the topic of women who either like fall in love or just straight up marry convicted uh, serial killers after their conviction, mm-hmm. not prior. No, it's after. after that it they is get after. all the fangirling. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These people are either fully aware of the crimes or rather they don't believe the crimes. There's a few different scenarios, okay. scenarios, if you will. Um, we're not going to go into too, too deep on each individual case. Okay. Um, just because it's kind of like a brief overview. Yeah. And there's so many of them that if I did go, it would again yeah, be like... Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> but it's also because I'm saving the deep, deep stuff for when I cover some of these people's cases yes yeah for sure yeah so yeah it's this topic's like pretty loose in the sense that you kind of just chalk it up to opinion really we're just going to cover like you know the the info at hand and just you know you can just be like oh it's because of this and because of that and you take away what you want from it we take we'll take away what we want from it Mm -hmm. i just like talking about it i think it's interesting yeah um yeah there's like some quote-unquote facts for like psychological standpoints of like what researchers believe cause this okay. but yeah um also one thing that i wanted to make super super clear right off the bat here we are not by any means necessary making fun of the women in these cases or anything like that that's not that's not the discussion here just because i don't want people being like oh why are you making fun of these women that's not the case no it's more like a we're just these are yeah. uh, this is a group of people who have a very unique 
fascination. Mm -hmm. And it's also too really directed at like the killers themselves and how they're able to lure these women in. Yeah. 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 But we're just going to talk about like how it happens and why it might happen. So it's not intended to make anyone feel bad about themselves or anything like that. Like if you're sitting there thinking like you're in love with, I don't know, Ted Bundy and you think we're making fun of you, we're not. I mean, you probably shouldn't be in love with him, but like, <laughs> we're not making fun of you. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, um, um, yeah. You know, also, and yeah, I, you deserve better. Let's put it that way. Exactly. Whoever you are, you deserve better than Ted Bundy. Yes. If you are in love with a serial killer, we're not making fun of you, but you can do better, girl. You can do better. You can do better. Also, something I want to talk about, because I know people are like very sensitive about pronouns and such. This episode, we are talking, using the phrases like women and men. We're not trying to like exclude anybody. It's just mm-hmm. like, this is where the research is. It's on women and men the gender so we're not trying to exclude anyone just putting that out there yeah that's all i just wanted to put that in as a little you know forewarning i don't know good call yeah i I try to be sensitive with every group so we want to be as inclusive as possible but sometimes we have to narrow in on certain things yes when the research at hand says one thing and another i I just go with that i'm just regurgitating here (laughs) that's what i'm doing so why are my hands nuts all the time? They're always just like doing some kind of like acrobatic thing beside me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm any better. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. With the Amanda Knox one where you literally could hear you smashing the side of your chair. I was like, okay, come on. Relax. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love the aggression. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first thing we're going to talk about in relation to this is hybristophilia. Ooh, (laughs) what a fun, weird word. (laughs) It's fun. It's fun. Okay, so hybristophilia is defined as a sexual interest in and attraction to those who commit crimes. It's a paraphilia in which sexual arousal, facilitation, and attainment of orgasm are responsive to and contingent upon being with a partner known to have committed a crime. There are some quote-unquote causes that are related to hybristophilia, I don't know if like these can be called causes because it's just kind of very like situational. Okay. Some of them it's like, okay, yeah, that might make sense. But I think it's just like kind of chalking it up to like, well, this is what we think causes hybristophilia. It's more like of a hypothesis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in, my, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> okay. So one of the first ones listed is low self-esteem and lack of a father figure. See, that's one of those ones where I'm like, okay yeah possibly that's kind of just like a judgment on someone it's kind of like the mcdonald triad where it's like yeah if you have those things it doesn't necessarily makes you a little bit more prone but means outcome is going to happen yeah Yeah. correlation doesn't equal causation yeah but like it's a contributing factor factor. exactly the next one the belief they can change a man as cruel and powerful as a serial killer Mm, okay that one i can see but also i don't think also like so many like people think they can like get with a partner and change them oh we're gonna get into that you know (laughs) that's such a common thing that's the most common thing i can change him i swear the the next one is that um the person who's falling in love might quote-unquote see the killer for the little boy that the killer once was and seek to nurture him Mm, okay yeah i could see that i could understand that if there's like an individual who has like that like longing to nurture Mm -hmm. because like that can 
cause some issues. Like if you're like someone who's experienced like a traumatic loss with maybe a child or something that you once nurtured Mm -hmm. that like longing to like protect and like, I don't know, shape something. But I don't know if that leads you to marrying a serial killer. That's why I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of a stretch. But I don't know. Yeah, I can also see like the whole like seeing them for the child that they once were as far as like uh, like recognizing that they were once an innocent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they weren't always this way. Yeah. So like there must be something more to like, them good in them yeah. or something like that like i can see someone kind yeah. of like seeing it that way mm-hmm. and then leading to like the nurturing being like i want to nurture that part of them back to the yeah yeah exactly the next one this one makes sense but again i don't think it's like a cause or symptom or whatever it's just <laughs> symptom, symptom. <laughs> the hope of sharing the media spotlight or getting like a book or movie deal yeah i could see that i could see that but also i feel like uh, you'll never be able to prove that because I don't, I'd like to meet the person out there that admits that. Do you know what I mean? No one's going to be like, oh, I no only one, married him because I want money. No, I don't fame. think anyone would admit to that. Exactly. It's, yeah. But I think, I, that's, I think that that's probably, it, maybe not at first, but once you get into it, I feel like that's probably a decent like motive for yes. continuing because even like, not even just movies and books, like sometimes you get offered like, hey, I'll offer you $10,000 to like do this interview. Yeah you know oh so, exactly like the just like the spotlight anything. of it yeah which like I, I totally can see for sure but like again that person will never admit that so that's just mm-hmm. like all conjecture yeah so we can all sit here and think like oh so and so is only doing it for the spotlight we're never gonna have like confirmation from them yeah that that's what they're doing that's just my opinion yeah for sure yeah um then this one this one kind of makes sense but also i feel like it's like if this is what someone does i think this is fucked up <laughs> Again, my opinion. Um, the notion that the killer is, quote unquote, the perfect boyfriend. And I'll, I'll explain. She knows where he is at all times, knows that he's thinking about her and only her. This kind of allows the woman to claim she has a love, spouse, or partner, but doesn't have to actually deal with the day-to-day issues involved in most relationships. The laundry, the cooking, the cleaning, the accountability to the relationship right and kind of feed into like a fantasy charged relationship because it's like it's a taboo relationship i have this strong love he's just sitting in essentially a cage thinking about me all day but there's no accountability no he's i know where he is he's not out cheating on me he's not out looking at other women because he's locked up with thousands of other men like it's the ideal boyfriend you don't have to worry yeah like honestly i mean i guess when you put it that way it's like it's like you have the boyfriend without any of the work (laughs) and it's all on your terms you go and visit when you can you go and write when you can and you go and like call when you can you don't have to show up in any other ways and my only um question around that and i'm sure you're probably going to get into this is like i don't know i'm thinking about like the big ones like charles manson or someone like that or whatever where it's like how do you i don't know i guess they're probably getting like i know that some of these guys get like thousands of like letters and like women that come and visit them all the time so if i was a woman who was like oh well i'm his partner so there's no way he's like talking to other women or cheating on me or whatever but like if it's someone as famous as that yeah like ted bundy or something when he was alive and everything like yeah that's the only like flaw i see in that whole like perfect boyfriend thing is that like 
you he is he only thinking about you i know because like there's other women probably sending him like nude photos or something yes i know a lot of them you know do receive that like (laughs) yeah there's yeah well we know yeah we know that so the the first one that i'll talk about actually got himself into a little bit of a love triangle while in prison oh okay well there we go okay so you are going to talk about just a little bit just (laughs) like i was you know i feel like that's inevitable (laughs) yeah it is it is but in in the person's mind they think like oh this is perfect I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Like I can see the rest of it where it's like, yeah, you always know where he is. Yeah. Don't have to do his laundry. (laughs) Should I just put Drew in jail? (laughs) Get him arrested? Should I just toss him in there? (laughs) Um, Also in relationship to this paraphilia, psychologist Leon Seltzer has kind of offered up his theory on the topic and he's coming from a evolutionary standpoint and it does make sense Mm -hmm. um, when you only consider that factor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I understand what you mean. So like close off your mind to everything else and think about it from just evolution. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So he theorizes that in history, the men who could protect and essentially help you survive were alpha males. These men also happened to kill and just essentially be super strong. So basically back in cave people times, it was, it was the, like the hottest thing ever. Yeah. To be like, yo, that caveman over there just killed that entire family and took their food. Damn, that's sexy. He can protect and provide for me and my children. Yeah. So that that kind of has transcended into today's culture. Seltzer claims that while women today might actually consciously know and realize that this attraction, in his words, is unwise, it's obviously still there, usually like pretty strong too but he goes on to explain how like he in his career as a therapist he's encountered many women women not just one singular many women (laughs) (laughs) many women who consciously recognize and they'll admit that they are simply just attracted to men who are all wrong for them Mm -hmm. we've all been there (laughs) oh yeah we have (laughs) that's basically something everyone can agree that they've like done or been through at yeah, one man point. Yeah, man or woman. Like, man or, lots, yeah, anybody. lots of people are attracted to partners that yeah. are not good for them. Exactly. But you can't really, you can't really help it sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes you, you're just so physically attracted to someone and you literally cannot explain it. Like, I know we've, we've both mm-hmm. had that where we're like, it makes no sense. Yeah, They're makes- literally a flaming piece of shit, but like, <laughs> I love them. Yeah. And it's usually more so like infatuation or lust. But yeah. sometimes that's so powerful that it has like the ability to like, trick you into thinking that it's like true love oh absolutely so yeah so he also goes on to point out an interesting fact um of this whole like the whole fantasy of being attracted to someone evil or super wrong for you and how it's actually like over time become like the dominant plot for most if not all erotic slash romance books and movies Mm -hmm. that are directed at a female audience and they usually do the best like statistically like, let's take Fifty Shades of Grey, for example. The shining light example of this. It's it's phenomenon. one example. I didn't write yeah. it down. It just popped into my head. But it's That's like... That's like the biggest one, for yeah. sure. And it, it is obviously like a complicated layer because like I do know like the like S&M community is like a real like thing and it can be done well and handled properly. Of and course, yeah. I don't... I don't know if Fifty Shades of Grey, because I'm personally not a part of that community, but like, I don't know if that's an accurate representation of how things go, but it is an accurate representation of like being attracted to someone who has power and control over you and also the ability to like harm you. Yes. Yeah. Physically. <laughs> yeah. I re- Yeah. I remember when I was in university, there was like a woman who came and did like a lecture and she was talking about like 
um, violence against women and things like that. And she quote, she talked about Fifty Shades of Grey and how like she was personally disgusted with it. But like, yeah. I, you can obviously have your own opinion. Of course. I, to be honest, I read like I think I read the first two books and I really just stopped reading because I didn't like the writing. Yeah. Like I tried reading like the first no chapter and I was just to like the author. I just it's just I didn't I didn't think the writing was really great. <laughs> I didn't like it. Um and I know she based all of it off of like Bella and Edward from Twilight. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's supposed Kay to be like an S and M thing of like that. That's supposed to be like where that's, she based their relationship off. Okay, of. that's a fucking lame. Which, like, Come <laughs> after me. <laughs> Which is like that's another good example, Twilight, of like men that are not good for you. Yeah. And have like the ability to like literally kill you. Like Yeah, you like, we can't have sex or else I'll kill you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, I literally watched like that that one. I think it's like what, movie two or three? I don't know when that happens. Yeah, at yeah. Work I think with, it's the, like the third one or something or Yeah. I literally like watched it at work with like the gentleman that I support and it was just like so awkward. I was like this is like the grossest like softcore porn ever it's, like i cannot watch this i was like we're gonna turn this off i'm so sorry we're changing this like i can't it's so uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. i remember oh my god lauren and i we went to go see the first 50 shades of gray together and like everyone in there was all like so into it you could tell they were all like oh whoa this is like passionate and me and lauren were like fucking pissing ourselves laughing like i'm sorry if you guys like the movie to to, to, to each, each their own. own it was a comedy to me it was i went so in bad. <laughs> it was literally a satire i laughed the entire time <laughs> so yeah i know i think i only watched the first movie and then i was like you know i didn't i didn't even like the book so i'm not gonna continue no. i didn't re- i didn't watch the rest i'm not of gonna them. feed into the i'm not gonna give money actually, to this franchise I, I really like dakota johnson and jamie dornan in other things that's the thing is they're, i actually really both, like her too but in the i just they're both really good in everything else but it's like the twilight thing where it's like oh like yeah same with like Kristen stewart and robert pattinson i've seen them in other things and been like great yeah and then twilight you're like well this, this is, is just... lame as shit <laughs> but that's that's Again. bad directing and bad writing that's okay. like not see this is where you come in because you have like all the like movie knowledge me i'm just like it just sucks it's you know, trash you know how you can tell if you see an actor in a movie and they're shit and then you see them in another movie and they're they're good or they're better it's genius it's, it's usually the script or the directing or both see this if this they're is... bad in everything then they're bad in everything they're a bad actor damn you're you're smart there you go <laughs> <laughs> that's that's some I hot goss yeah <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, so other than hybristophilia, there's a lot of other quote-unquote reasons that have been speculated by the public as to why someone might fall in love, or rather infatuation, as some believe, with a serial killer after the fact. I think that's kind of the key point, is it's after the fact. Is it, like, in the examples that you have, is it always after? Yes. Okay. But are there still women that, like, are attracted to these men before the conviction? We, We wouldn't really know that. Like most of the ones they, they either had like partners prior to the conviction, but like once the conviction came out and like their secrets were exposed, they kind of like cut ties. Okay. Cause so I, kind of- I'm just thinking of the Night Stalker documentary where I remember, I remember at the end when they caught Richard Ramirez and they said like during the trial. Yes. The heat, there was like women, like yeah. tons and tons of women that would come to the trial and stand outside or whatever and try and like get a so glimpse of him. So that's part of like the conviction is like, freaking out. yeah, these women will like, like know, yeah, they'll hot. know like what, I oh, don't even. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was like hard to say, like, have you seen his teeth? Like people, like women just thought he was well, so and, like, sexy. Have and you, like, what? I don't know if like, if anyone else like has looked into Richard Ramirez too much, don't worry, we're covering him. Oh. But 
the like remarks that survivors have made about him smelling like wet moldy leather yeah i'm sorry what and he looks like it like he looks like he, he looks, looks like he's stank like, yes smelly <laughs> <laughs> um but no so it's it's when i say like after the conviction it's like their crimes are out in the public and they're already like on trial yeah right right right. they okay. just can't really have access to like marriage until after the trial's done kind of thing yeah unless you're ted bundy don't worry i'm getting it <laughs> i was just gonna say <laughs> he's on my list <laughs> Okay, so here's some of these like ideas that have been tossed around, and we can just go ahead and, and talk about them and what we think about them. Okay. So the first one, the desire for a bad boy. This one's a stretch. Like, it's a stretch in, in what you think is causing this? Yeah. Oh, yes. I think yeah. it's a stretch. I think that's yeah. a very common thing. I think, yeah, everyone wants a bad boy, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I'm speaking generally, but like... Lots of people do, though. Lots of people do, but like, I don't think I'd be like, yeah, but he needs to murder people you know what i mean what's your definition of bad exactly (laughs) jesus so but it's it's listed as a reason so yeah yeah. the feeling of being able to change the person which also kind of relates to like the previous point often when people have like a deep-seated attraction for quote-unquote bad boys it stems from the desire to control or fix a person and their flaws Mm -hmm. um oh let me see here i don't even remember what i wrote but i i wrote here oh i have my own perspective on this particular point and i have no idea what my perspective was that i wrote down so we're gonna find out together (laughs) okay yes okay because you and me being as into true crime as we are you and me often sit here and we talk about where we think things went wrong yeah right Mm -hmm. You, you and i do that a lot and i know everybody who listens to true crime or discusses it they'll do that too where mm-hmm. they're like oh this is where it went wrong in that person's life and if this was different like things would have turned out differently for them right yeah yeah um so much so that in certain cases if you and i were given the opportunity we'd probably go back in time and try and help right yeah you think so so let's take my ed kemper situation for example okay i'm gonna clarify here <laughs> No, I'm not attracted to him, nor do I want to marry him or fall in love with him. Okay. This is just my example. But do I believe that if, and of course I could be extremely wrong. This is just me and I could be jaded in saying it, but if he just had one successful relationship with a woman, things might've gone slightly different for him. Yeah. And I know you've said that before and I don't disagree with that because a lot of like, not all of them, but a lot of serial killers, there is that level of um, feeling like incompetent, sometimes like to the point of like impotence, like yes. some, some men like just can't. Yeah. But like a lot of them can. It's just they are either afraid to start a relationship with women or they've had bad experiences with it. Yeah. And there's something, again, sometimes it's rooted in like a mother relationship or whatever yeah. where it stemmed this h- hatred for women. Exactly. Where if you have a positive experience with them then it, it would probably shatter that whole like illusion illusion of like yeah. all women are bad you exactly know? so like i don't think that oh like if he had one great relationship with a woman he might not be a killer he might still be a killer like yeah. there's no there's really no way of knowing unless a time machine is made and someone goes back in time and goes on a successful date with him i don't know um i'm also in no way shape or form blaming any woman for like his actions because that's on him but of course yeah i just feel like since you know i don't know since from his absolute childhood women were just modeled very poorly for him so if i put myself in his shoes i don't blame him for having a disdain for women i blame him for what he did but like i don't blame him for his feelings toward them 
because like if I grew up and like all I saw day in day out was this like hatred and basically just being presented that women are evil I might be like man women suck like yeah there's no place in this world for me like if I grew up with only like traumatic and like yeah awful experiences with men i'd probably hate men too yeah like, you know what i'm saying exactly so like, just like now nah, just become a lesbian yeah like, nah, i just don't want to deal yeah. with it yeah <laughs> but it's like so to that point of like that desire to like change or fix them i understand it because it's not that i want to go date him it's knowing what i know about him now if i was given a time machine i might go back in time and try to help him change his perspective on women sure Right. Like that yeah. doesn't, but that doesn't mean I'm in love with him, but it's just like, I feel like the people that like use this point as like their reasoning, it's like, that's a stretch because like everybody, if given the opportunity to change someone who's murdered a bunch of people would do that. Sure. But so once I, it's already happened, you can't, you can't change, change the that. person. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly my point is like yeah. the only way to do so would be to go back in time. Since you can't do that, this point doesn't really I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like it's not, it doesn't hold a lot of weight No. in like, oh, I can change him. Well, you can stop him from killing. He's already in jail. Yeah. So like, so, like that's the work's done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the next one, people believe that, you know, they do it to seek fame. I can see this being a possibility, but also like we said before, no one's going to ever admit that that's their reason. Yeah. So it's like a point to talk about. But we're never going to have a woman sit across from us and be like, I did it for the fame. Yeah. And no, if, sure. if, if that ever happens, it's going to be like, whoa, damn, that's like a fucking narcissist right there for sure. Yeah. It'd be like a TikTok star or something. They're like, yeah. you know what? I just really had yeah. to. I really had to get those views. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. But financial gain, again, no one would admit this. Mm-hmm. But in your mind, you might be thinking like, okay, if I do this, I might get some finances out of it. Yeah. Usually though, it's funny that this is a reason because normally what actually ends up happening is they don't really gain a whole lot of finances if anything like the killers will drain their finances yeah by like manipulating them into like filling their commissary and stuff and just um oh my god who was it i should have wrote this down crap i'm gonna do research for whoever's case this is but i so i can't remember names but there was a killer who had started dating someone and he and a like a cellmate had come up with like a ploy and they were like, okay, like I need you to send this money to my lawyer to cover some of my fees. So the girl was like, absolutely. So she sent money to who she thought was her boyfriend's lawyer, mm-hmm. but it was actually the cellmate's like, sh- like shell company where he was just like laundering money. Oh, and yeah, the like they kind of split the profits and were able to do some more further illegal stuff. I got to find the names. I just remember the story. I can't remember whose case it belongs to. Huh. I feel like it's Kenneth Bianchi. I could be wrong. Okay. You got to double check. But I remember like hearing that story and I was just like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Doubling down on some crime. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the financial gain thing never actually works out in their favor. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. imagine that it does. Yeah. So this is like the last point. A fascination with wanting to understand darkness, mainly stemming from only having access to photos of their court appearances and these men seeming like perfectly harmless people to the point that they like begin a relationship with them because they genuinely can't understand how this seemingly innocent looking person could commit the heinous crimes that they're being talked about. So like when you do look at pictures of Ted Bundy in the courtroom smiling, that looks like your average Joe. 
Yeah, it does. But then when you find out he's killed anywhere from 30 to 100 speculated people, it's kind of like, well, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't know all of the details, you're just kind of like, but that guy looks like he just works at my local grocery store. Like, yeah. he just looks like a regular person. <laughs> he looks like my accountant or something. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> like, so it's just kind of like, I don't know. And that's, I, I think that comes down to like the whole like conspiracy theory kind of like mentality that we will cover at some point where it's just like people don't want to believe horrible things. Especially when it's like in your town, you know what I mean? Like when it's in your face. So it's like if, for example, here in Newmarket, someone was like, oh, so-and-so is a serial killer. And it was just like one of my neighbors. I probably too would be in disbelief, Mm -hmm. especially if they were just like seemingly normal looking people would be like, because you expect someone who does, who does like monstrous crimes to look like a monster, right? Yeah, of course. So when they look totally normal, you're kind of just like, well, how's this happen? It's like, well, we all look totally normal because we're all people. Like, they're still human beings. Yeah. They just did horrible things. Yeah. No, it's true. And it's like, I don't know. I just feel like if you lined up a bunch of serial killers, I mean, like, they all look different. Like, they all look like, a lot of them look like regular people. Yeah. Most of them do. There's only a few (laughs) of them where I'm like, I would never go near like that. Yeah. No, most of them just look like regular people. Almost all of them. I look at them and I'm like, yeah, I'd probably, I probably would have got in their car too yeah most of them i'm just like yeah they would have lured me for sure yeah throw on a smile and just like a little bit of a charming yeah demeanor and And i'm dead yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we would die first i guess honestly probably first to go (laughs) shit it's called how to not get killed yeah you know what we always talk about this but then i end up giving like so much advice where i'm like you're gonna probably just end up dead sorry then you'll die yeah i want to do like joking like how to not get killed where it's just like really like not real like tips on how to avoid being killed (laughs) perfect yeah okay so now we're going to talk about some of the like famous stories of serial killers who married their wives after their convictions i'm going to start with one because i need to rip this guy a new one for being such a fucking loser <laughs> okay <laughs> the killer not the woman the killer or um fuck i literally wrote in just like full gibberish here and i tried to read it <laughs> <laughs> so basically before i even start never be as fucking lame as danny rolling the gainesville ripper we're going to cover him, but he's a fucking loser. Sounds like it. Fuck. Okay. So first of all, this son of a bitch, he literally had like a sneaky love triangle occur while he was in prison. Like he was some kind of like esteemed bachelor <laughs> who can get any woman he pleases. Also, he just looks He gave so... them both a rose. Yeah. <laughs> he like, he just looks so like mopity and like droopy. I'll show you pictures of him after. He's just like. What is mean <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to do a face like you just look i'll show you pictures okay okay that's that wasn't a good accurate representation no, 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 i'm picturing it now <laughs> everyone's gonna want to see what i was doing <laughs> post it on the instagram <laughs> he okay so here's how i can describe mopity he was the inspiration for the scream movies oh like his face looks like yes the scream mask he has like the the dead set eyes that are like really droopy okay and his face is just like long i don't think they so no one's really been able to prove whether or not they like actually modeled the mask after his face. Like they actually might have done this. But it it definitely appears like it. Like when you oh, compare okay. the mask to his face, it's kind of like, well, I can see the resemblance. They're not obviously not identical. He's not walking around with like drooping open. It's, it's like a foot long face. <laughs> foot long. His chin actually like goes to about his rib cage. <laughs> no, but like, he, like his story was the inspiration for the scream movies so oh, that's why people have okay. tied together like oh 
he actually does kind of look like the mask. Interesting. There's a new one coming out, eh? I know. I know. Yeah, I'm stoked. I. You know what? I'm going to admit something. I've never seen them all. Can we binge them yes. all? Yes. Oh, my God. At our sleepover. Yes. Yes. Oh, they're oh, awesome. They're, okay. like, so fun. When's the new one come out? I don't know. I think it's sometime this year, though. Like, I think it's sometime in the next six months or something. Okay, well, then they're Unless starting... Unless they're waiting for, like, Halloween, maybe. They're starting the hype way too early, then, if it's, like, I know. not until later. I saw Matthew later. Lillard, like, put, like, tweet something about it. And I'm like, wait, when is this coming out? That's too early. You, you can't start hype too early. You'll lose interest. I'll double check. Maybe it's soon. Okay. Hopefully it's soon. Maybe I it's fine. So. sleepover. <laughs> okay. Where was I? Where was I? Oh, yeah. Esteemed bachelor. Yep. Started a relationship with a woman named Yvette while in prison. Um, there's also a documentary that everyone should watch so that they can see the video that I'm about to talk about. Okay. Um, yeah. His story's in it. And there's a couple other stories in there as well of like other killers who married after their convictions it's called i think it's called women who marry killers and it's on crave i'll confirm the name and i'll update okay. everybody because i can guarantee i'm probably wrong <laughs> like i was with the sean yeah and, oh and you said it so confidently to <laughs> it's this that's i always do that i'm always like this book here and it's like completely wrong and i'll be like looking at it too <laughs> okay so anyways go watch that i'll put it in like the show notes hopefully i don't forget We'll see what happens. If we forget, just message us. Yeah. Be like, yo, you forgot. I know. Yeah, just, <laughs> you forgot. Do your job, Becky. <laughs> but then over a little bit more time, he started a relationship with another woman. So he, with this event person, he like in the, in the documentary too, even like claims like how connected they are. They have this bond. She's, she's going to be like celibate for him. Like just all the stuff. Like they were in love. <laughs> I say that with a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> so then he started a relationship with another woman named Sandra London, okay. who he also went on to marry. And the hilarious part of this is that during essentially like, I think it was a sentence hearing, like it was like a, like a big court thing. <laughs> he, <laughs> when he was asked if he had like any words to share, basically like about his awful crimes, like, you know, maybe like an apology, mm -hmm. this motherfucker stands up. I can't. It's like, it's so funny. He stands up and starts singing a song while looking at Sandra <gasps> oh, and singing no. badly, like a, a full-blown like love ballad. I can't even remember the name of the song because oh. I was like crying laughing. Oh no, you have to find the song. I will. I'll try and find like the video and like share it. Oh my God. It's bad. That sounds like... Yeah. It just sounds like a bad like it's, 80s movie or something. It's Oh my God. It's hilarious. It's cringy. It literally felt like I was watching like a comedy, but then reminded myself that like this was real and he also did like really awful things. He's a things. killer. Yeah. So it was like, why am I watching this? Like this oh guy sucks. That sounds brutal. Yeah. We're going to cover but his case. But it's like one of those things that I'm going to like, I need to see it. I'm going to show it. It's going to be so uncomfortable, but I need to see it. It's, you know how there's like certain episodes of like The Office that are so cringy that you like feel like you should look away <laughs> yes. but like you can't because it's also funny yeah like for example scott's tots that gets me it's so fucking cringy but it's like also hilarious <laughs> but it's like this is cringy yeah oh for sure that's what this is it's like so cringy you want to look away but you're like still peeking through your fingers <laughs> just can't believe it's happening <laughs> yeah. it's literally mind-blowing okay so we will share that the next one this one's more like known about obviously ted bundy and carol ann boone mm-hmm Again, I'm not going to go over these ones like really in depth, just briefly covering them. Yeah. Because we're going to go into the, like their relationships when we cover their full like cases. Yeah. But sure. literally during his trial for the kidnapping and murder of a 12 year old, he stood up and asked Carol to marry him. 
he did this specifically because I guess no ministers would agree to marry them. She had like, she's one of the like rare cases where she knew Ted prior to finding out about the crimes yes. and claimed he was like amazing. And didn't they work together? They did. Or something? Yeah. Um, I think they had like parted ways for a little bit, but then when all the news came out, yeah. she like came to his defense mm-hmm. and was like, Oh no, not the Ted. I know. Yeah. It's like, well, because then- he was, wasn't he dating someone like yes. kind of close to when he was caught? Yeah. Yeah. And then it was someone else. I think then, it was someone else or it was Carol. I'd no, no, no. Ha- it was to... someone else. And then Carol, I think Carol came back like when yeah. well, she showed up, I think when he was convicted or he was like put on trial. Because yeah. I think the other girl was like, I'm not out. about it. Well, rightfully know? so. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, oh, Carol yeah. was. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so um, there were like no ministers would agree to marry them. He took advantage of this old law from uh, like the Florida state. Uh, that apparently a properly phrased proposal in an open courtroom constitutes as a legal ceremony so long as it was in the presence of court officers. That's gross. I don't like that. Like, I don't like it's that Ted you Bundy. can get away with that. It's Ted Bundy. He I know. literally, essentially in his eyes, got away with everything. Oh. Like, in his eyes. Fuck that guy. So it worked. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you really win, Ted? Did you, though? <laughs> um, then while literally, like, on death row, he managed to impregnate Carol, which also... There's a lot of rumors that kind of surround this because apparently conjugal visits weren't allowed. So, like, some of the rumors are, like oh that when she came to visit when they were allowed to have like one kiss that they like slipped like a condom filled with semen oh. yep oh. oh oh that scared me that the scared me too oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> but so they like those are the rumors the most credible rumor is that they kind of like paid off some guards to just look away which is probably what happened yeah, yeah. so after their daughter was born they had regular family visits for a few years and then carol divorced him in 86 no there's no really reasoning why and she never like apparently spoke to or saw him again until he was executed in 89 and no one has ever heard from carol ann boone or um their daughter since like there no there's no like documentation i think they've changed their names and like their names yeah yeah so wait sorry when did they get married and like how long were they married for um oh i didn't write down the year that they got married but they um or do you know what year he was he was executed in 89 but do you know what year he was like caught (sighs) no i'm just thinking if i guess if they got if she um like divorced him in 86 Mm -hmm. then well whatever year he was caught it was probably within that year yeah interesting yeah it was, interesting. I, it was pretty like quick moving so huh. yeah the next one that's like really famously known is richard ramirez and doreen leoy i hope i'm saying that right mm. doreen over the entire course of like 11 years that he was in prison i guess she had sent him over 75 letters that's just like their communication mm-hmm. um doreen was a magazine editor who like apparently believed that he was innocent like through and through um, so essentially she just like sent him endless love letters, et cetera, et cetera. Um, at the time there was like so much hype around Richard Ramirez, like when he was like oh, yeah. on trial and stuff, like with women, they all thought he was just like really hot. I know. Which like, I, I know I don't understand, but okay. Like he looks like a wet rat. Yeah. I think I've, I've said that maybe I before think on the have. podcast, but like the, I literally look at his face and he looks 
like the human version of a yeah. rat to me like with like, like this big sort of like 80s like scraggly hair yeah and it's just like i wonder if yeah i wonder if his crimes are kind of like clouding my my judgment of his appearance but like oh, i'm sure if i try to remove the crimes i'm still like well i'm not attracted to him no so i don't understand it's really like it's also like okay maybe if he didn't smell like wet leather <laughs> i think because i know he smells he that i'm like, like no <laughs> at least looked at a dentist once looked, in his life he got his teeth fixed did he yeah <laughs> like in prison like i'm pretty sure like a fan basically paid for it <laughs> like, like look buddy yeah well because like the first this like is few really image, gonna help you out. this is really gonna help your image <laughs> well like because like the first oh my god there's a huge spider on your thing Okay, we're <laughs> we're back. We're back. That was <laughs> we had to uh, we had to we, pause the recording because there was an absolute crisis <laughs> happening over here. It was like no word of a lie, a fucking tarantula, <laughs> like, and it was like directly on Haley's pop filter. It was we, like I like Becky as you were saying. Oh my god, there's a spider you on noticed? your mic. Like I literally looked up and it's like he looked me in the eye. I got so scared. It was so like scared. six inches away from my face, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And oh, it just got up Haley and ran across. Shot the up somehow without knocking the mic too, which was like <laughs> I, I was think like, the most impressive. <laughs> slid around it. We like for like five minutes contemplated what to do, and then just decided calling Drew would be the safest option. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like came in like, "Oh my god, you guys!" <laughs> Literally came in with. I went and got a cup. And then, like, saved the spider. And Meanwhile, me and Haley are like, kill him. Kill him with fire. Like, He'll come back and eat us. <laughs> <laughs> he laid babies. <laughs> that was so terrifying. Okay, I like, my heart's still, like, racing. It was incredibly terrifying. That he was, was so big. That was a tarantula. That wasn't even, like, a spider. <laughs> Don't worry. We took a video. We will show you guys. We have proof. <laughs> we have video evidence. <laughs> I, like, don't even know where we were. Okay. I, th- I think I found my spot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a what emotional roller coaster. That, I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. Not from talking about true crime all day, but no, from, from that spider. That spider. So if you Oof. couldn't catch our vibe here, we don't like spiders. Oh no. Okay. <clears throat> oh yeah. So Doreen and Richard. We were talking about how he's hot shit and how whatever his teeth and stuff. Oh yes, yes, Richard. Richard. <laughs> um. But yeah. So they had a. Uh, the two of them had eventually married while he was on death row. Doreen claims that after their marriage that her entire family had disowned her and that being married to someone on death row is apparently a really lonely lifestyle. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something else that I've been thinking about throughout this entire episode is like the, uh, sure, like maybe you might get famous or like, again, if you get some sort of money for an interview or something, whatever, but like, there's also the other side of it where you'd probably get like a lot of like hate, hate. mail. Yeah. You'd probably get a lot of people just like yeah. thinking that you're lesser than or that you're weird or like yeah. that they don't understand you because not everyone would feel the same way as you. Most people yeah. wouldn't, right? So Well, I feel like I I feel like it would be very isolating. I see I could sooner understand like like a situation where, okay, let's let's take like Dennis Rader, because he was married for his whole life and had a kid and everything and if hypothetically speaking if like his wife stuck by him through everything after oh yeah i could i could sooner understand that yeah i could understand that because you have a previous relationship but to like you didn't like knowingly marry a murderer in that situation you married a person that you thought was a regular man who's gonna be by your side forever 
and you know you vowed to you're you still looking for another spider <laughs> i can just see a spider web oh so, god so that's why i'm like kill kill it but that's it's probably his it's it's just been so long guys it's, it's been so long since we recorded there's spider webs on our mics and there's like the spiders have taken over. i'm gonna throw up <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah so i don't know like in that case it's kind of like i i could sooner understand like being like no i support my husband like i i don't believe he did this i know there's evidence but like i i could sooner empathize with that yeah but to just be like oh i don't know this person i saw them in the news and i don't believe it so now i'm gonna marry them yeah like i just i feel like there's like like such a question mark at the end like seems like a stretch i don't know but i i know it's this isn't the first time it's happened like it happens a lot so it's kind of like okay i don't know so next this one literally flying through it but both of the hillside stranglers married while in prison i'm not going to go into any detail about them though because i'm covering their case real soon okay yeah and one of their marriages is a huge part of the story right through the trial yeah yeah (laughs) so i just don't want to spoil too much but like literally both of the hillside stranglers like got wives while in prison so there's that one and then i know Everyone listening is probably like, Becky, why haven't you mentioned Charles Manson yet and his super public marriage to Afton Burton? Well, mainly because I think Charles Manson is a fucking dingus <laughs> and literally just does everything for attention. Like literally everything oh, yeah. he does is for attention. Yeah. Um, he's also not a serial killer or an actual killer. And we're talking about killers here. So I'm going to leave his shit to his episode. Oh, yeah. For if we ever cover him. I'm sure I mean, we we're going to. We're going to. Yeah. But I think he's a dingus. Oh, yeah. No, we're going to cover him because he's so, like, he's just such a little wiener. He's a huge wiener. <laughs> and he probably yeah. has a small wiener, but he's he's a huge wiener. He's a huge wiener himself, mm-hmm. yes. But also, actually, I didn't write it down here, but Tex Watson, like one of, like, the Manson family people, yeah. he married in prison. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's one of those people. There's a lot of them. There's a lot I haven't mentioned. Yeah. There's a lot from the, the book that I had told you about that I think everyone should read. It's really well written. Um, it's called Women Who Love Men Who Kill by Sheila Eisenberg. I will put it in the show notes. Really good book. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. She covers a lot of stuff. A lot of good, interesting shit. Good stuff. Check it out. All right. Yeah. Um, so that's basically like all of it. I just kind of capped it off here with why do you think people fall in love or become attracted to serial killers? I mean... I think I think it's it's obviously like we said it's not one of the things we talked about it's a combination of all of those things. Mm-hmm. I think personally coupled with some sort of like fascination yeah with well why are we fascinated with true crime? Right? I know. Why are we fascinated with serial killers? Like the public in general is fascinated by them. That's yeah. something that people aren't afraid to admit it's because true. they're like a statistical anomaly. Yeah. Right? Like it's like Especially if you were like a psychopath and all of that and whatever, all the the things that's like a, like a Ted Bundy, right? Like the stereotypical thing. Society is very fascinated by that. We study them. We talk about them. We make shows and movies about them. Mm -hmm. So it's not that far of a stretch to think that someone would then like take that fascination and, and it morphs into romantic feelings in some way. Yeah. I think you're right. Coupled with all of the other things that we talked about, right? Yeah. About like the quote-unquote perfect boyfriend or wanting to change them or recognizing that at one point they might have been a decent 
person or a decent child or whatever yeah. or believing that or believing that they just didn't do it at all that, like that for any, me is the craziest right any idea. of those things um coupled with that like again extreme fascination or or like you said an actual paraphilia yeah like if someone was diagnosed with that yeah um i for that though know? i don't i don't know exactly what the diagnosis process is i don't know what it is for paraphilias either but i i know that there is like you can get diagnosed with them yes the way you can get diagnosed with like a phobia yes i just don't know for specifically hybristophilia how they go about that process because yeah. it's not on the dsm-5 no no huh. it's just like a paraphilia that's like talked about which like i don't know i don't know i guess it's not like necessarily a disorder that you would diagnose i don't know but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if you went through like multiple of them, like if there's a woman, let's say that like married multiple. Okay, Matt, like, I'd like to meet that person. Like I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> yeah. that would probably be like a the hard, cold hard case. Yeah, for that's evidence right diagnosing there. that paraphilia. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I don't. It's it's hard to say. I don't know. And I think that everyone is different, and I don't believe that. Um, I don't believe that any of these women would look at all of these like serial killers and be attracted to all of them. I truly think that there is an element yeah. of like personal what, what attraction. We, what we, yeah, personal attraction, like attraction in the way that like in the regular dating world people have, where it's like you're going to be attracted to different people that I'm attracted to. Yeah. Right. So I think that there's all these things that we talked about, the fascination and everything. Yeah. And then if the, along if the killer with, happens to look a certain way, yeah. Or behave a certain way that like yeah. in a normal situation, if that person wasn't a killer, that you'd be attracted to them. True. Yeah. I think, I think you're onto something. You know, like the, the way, I don't know, Richard Ramirez walked or the way Ted Bundy walked. spoke or, or the way the Richard way, Ramirez smelled <laughs> like garbage. Like actual like shit sauce. Hey, honestly though, if you like stinky men and then you read in the newspaper, they're like, oh, he smelled like wet, moldy leather. Moldy leather. And you're like, mm. fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I don't know. I think, I think that, I think that about sums it up. Yeah. It's, it is like, it's fascinating. It is. And now everyone's going to be keeping their eyes out for like when killers come about and mm. how they lure in some women. And again, like just because a killer didn't marry in prison doesn't mean that there weren't offers. Yeah. Like oh, usually like, there are lots. Lots. Especially again, if you are a criminal that again rises to the level of fame of some of these people. Yeah. Then the the more quote unquote famous you are, the more attention you're gonna get yeah. from I hate that it's like from people. They get fame. And but again, like we no, can say that, but here true. we are like literally like boosting the fame. Yeah. Talking about it. Like yeah, I don't know tricky stuff yeah yeah and i'm sure we'll probably do like another part to this later on down the road with a new bout of killers who marry yeah and like we we were talking about before this episode is that um sometimes it's nice to discuss these things mm -hmm. before doing cases that we know this is going to pop up in yeah where again we haven't done i don't believe we've done any cases where the person has been married in prison yet mm, i don't think so i don't think so I don't think Ed Ed oh, wasn't. No. No. Um I wonder if he got offers. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he still does. Isn't he still alive? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. he still does. He's up for parole real soon. <laughs> <laughs> not sure if he's gonna get it. No, probably not. But yeah, I think um Yeah. It's yeah. just it's crazy. Crazy stuff. Well, 
I, th- I think that's that. I think we're going to cap it here. Keep it nice and short and good for everybody. First round back. <laughs> yeah. We missed you. We did. Yeah. But thanks for sticking around, guys. Yeah. 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 It was nice. Everyone waited patiently for us. So we're very appreciative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, so yeah, sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com. Or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram. That's you. You didn't say the Instagram. No, but I said it's for under you at how to not get killed. Oh, did I change it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. DM us on Instagram. At its- <laughs> anyway, you guys should freaking know our Instagram Everyone's already harassing us anyways. <laughs> Do the Twitter one. And you can also follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And and as always, keep it sleazy. See you later. Bye.